0: It's October 17th, and we're wading through the details of legalization here on the 630 Chad Afternoon News.
1: Just have to say that I just had a, a text from somebody who was at one of the shops, the one shop on the south side, lined up at 10.30, got in at 10.30, or lined up at 10.30 this morning, just got through it all, four hours. You, That's how busy the place was. Okay,
0: so maybe we should clarify this. I mean, we, we've talked with the counselors in the first half hour about education is the key mm. to this, right? So let me throw another bit, uh, another gem out for you. It's not legal just today. Just so you know. <laughs> like it'll be legal again tomorrow yeah. and next week and next month and next year. So why would you line up at this point for four hours?
1: Well, why does people why do people line up for the new iPhones?
0: Because they're afraid they'll run out.
1: Well, yeah. They're not going to run out. about supply. Well, yeah. Um, This person also went on to say it was like a party. Everyone was so happy. It was totally worth it. Hmm. You know what? One of the major players on the cannabis front uh, is Aurora Cannabis, headquartered right here in Edmonton. Aurora's chief corporate officer, Cam Batley comes back on the show hi Cam hi how are you guys
2: today really good Uh, how are you doing today Uh, it's great it's legalization day we're changing the world and we're doing it from Alberta
0: (laughs) (laughs) so are you I mean you've been waiting for this day forever I know in previous conversations we had quite some time ago I said hey what if this doesn't happen but now it's happened so when you woke up this morning what was I mean what's this mean to you personally
2: Personally, uh, a, a heck of a lot more work ahead. <laughs> 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 uh, it's you uh, know it, nobody's been sleeping, um, and and it's not just because of consumer legalization. We're we're actually we're expanding around the world. You know, Aurora is operating in 18 countries yeah. now, and a week and a half ago, um, our uh, our senior management team um, from Alberta and across Canada, we went to Berlin and we spent a weekend with our European management team, and we're scoping out the. You know the uh, the expansion of our operations in medical cannabis markets across that continent, and of course, um, we recently uh, announced that we're um, uh, acquiring the largest operator of uh, cannabis operator in uh, Latin America, a company called ICC Labs. So, you know, we're in we're we're there as well. We're now looking at Asia. Uh, I'm headed to Australia next week, um, and it's it's global and it's starting here.
1: Cam, um, Aurora has been focused um, really mainly for quite a while on medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. What does this the legalization of the recreational marijuana do for the company now? Can people go to your website and just buy cannabis from it now?
2: No, it doesn't work quite that way. Uh, Aurora is a cannabis company, so our roots, of course, are as a medical cannabis company, and I believe we've got the strongest medical and science team in the business. Um, but. You know, with the advent of consumer legalization in Canada, we're participating in that market in a very big way as well. Uh, we've already shipped products to uh, 11 of the 13 provinces and territories in the country, uh, and we're, you know, going to be prepared for reorders as well. So there's a large market to satisfy. Uh, and then, you know, it's, uh, it's a global thing as well. We are, we're planning to participate in every medical cannabis market that opens up everywhere in the world. So a ton of work. And to give you an idea, um, when I joined the company in March of 2016, we had 35 employees. We're now over 1,600 employees around the world. Crazy.
1: So just to clarify, the the recreational cannabis, the stuff that you're shipping out to the provinces, is that the stuff that then we would find on the AGLC website?
2: Yeah. So um, uh, the way it works in Canada for the consumer system is people aren't going to be buying it off our website. That's just for our medical patients in Canada. Thank you. Okay. Um, Yeah, so, you know, province by province, the rules are very different. And Alberta, I think we've got things pretty much right. It's maybe the best system in Canada. Uh, And, uh, you know, lots of participation, lots of opportunity for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Uh, And it seems to be going very well on day one. Um, And then, of course, you know, different systems in different provinces. In Quebec, for example, it's a a government-controlled monopoly. Uh, Ontario was going to go with that uh, approach, but then they talked to Alberta and said, maybe we better do uh, a private retail option, and so that's what they're planning here in Ontario. You know, I've got
0: a really dumb question for you, and you know, as you were speaking, I was thinking, there's got to be a simple answer to that, but I can't think (laughs) what it is. Um, So I'll throw it by you. So it was legalized today... But obviously your facilities have been growing it for months, right? Yeah, we have. So what's the under what legal standing were you growing marijuana when marijuana or cannabis when cannabis was not legal?
2: Well this is this is how the federal government dealt with it. Um they decided that they would allow the licensed medical producers under Health Canada um to produce a stockpile and be the ones who would enter the consumer market as well. So Uh, It's no different uh, for us. We produce uh, all of our cannabis to the same standards, whether for medical purposes or consumer purposes, and that is very high quality, no use of pesticides, extremely clean cannabis.
0: So that's a sort of a don't ask, don't tell then, because you clearly were stockpiling not solely for the medical uh, market.
2: Yeah, I think it was a pragmatic decision by the federal government. They had trusted, uh, licensed, and regulated producers. Uh, who go through, you know, a very rigorous process uh, of evaluation by Health Canada uh, and inspection as well on a consistent basis. And they figured that those were the ones that that could be trusted uh, to participate in the consumer system.
0: And were there enough of those that, given what we've seen today and lineups and uh, some items sold out, (laughs) is there enough supply right now to meet the demand that we're seeing?
2: You know, everybody's asking that question. Is there enough supply in Canada to meet the consumer demand? And I guess we'll find out. Um, And I think on day one of anything, you're going to see lineups and a lot of enthusiasm and excitement, and we are seeing that coast-to-coast. But, uh, you know, within a short period of time, I think this will sort of smooth out, and you'll see all of the initial wrinkles um, ironed out in the system. Uh, We're doing it. It's uh, a major undertaking. Let's put it into context. We're creating a new, nationwide, rather complex system uh, with different rules from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, and you know, to expect it to be perfect on day one is maybe a little bit too much to have. <laughs> but we're going to get there, and we're going to get it right. And and the cool thing is, the whole world is watching us. They all know that we're doing the right thing. And I think Canada is trusted by countries around the world to be the pioneer. Uh, we're not known as a wild and crazy country. Uh, we're known as a country that's pretty darn good at public policy and pretty darn good at finding the you know the comfortable middle.
1: Uh, Cam, a text just came in and you we were talking about supply and, and this person wanted to know how do you plan to ensure inventory for medical users?
2: Uh, well, that's easy. We've uh, we've made a priority of our registered medical patients. And we've made it very clear that they come first. And the reason why is because for um, medical cannabis users with a chronic illness, medical cannabis is not an option, it's a need. Um, so they have to come first. They have first claim on our supply but the good news is our supply is increasing incredibly rapidly and I don't know if you heard but we got some great news in Edmonton today Edmonton today we, uh, we got our sales license for Aurora Sky that mm-hmm. giant technological marvel at Edmonton <laughs> International Airport so that adds a tremendous uh, amount of additional supply and you know uh, I think the last time we talked we only had two facilities producing or maybe three we now have eight facilities producing in Canada and Europe mm-hmm. So our supply of product is going through the roof.
1: Yeah, the one question on here was uh, to Cam was going to be, what's happening at the Aurora Sky facility Mm -hmm. these days? (laughs) I guess we know. It's busy, busy.
2: Ah, Yeah, the production of an awful lot of really good cannabis. Uh, That's what's happening at Aurora Sky. And um, uh, we've got the participation of our friends, the robots. Uh, So one of the things that makes Aurora Sky special is... um, actually not just special, but unique in the world, is the level of automation and the use of robotics. Uh, And uh, so the robots are hard at work, uh, they don't take uh, coffee breaks, and they're working 24-7, and we're adding uh, additional flower rooms or growing rooms uh, at Aurora Sky and ramping up to full production, which we expect we'll reach. I think we'll reach full capacity in just the beginning, maybe January, February of 2019. So it's not far away. Do you know what's funny? The question I wanted to ask you
0: just came up on our text line as well. When we get to the point where edibles are legal, will Aurora be participating in that?
2: Expect Aurora to be involved in everything. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we've consciously, you know, based on the vision of our founder and CEO, Terry Booth, we set out from the very beginning to create a fully integrated cannabis company and I think we're probably the most integrated cannabis company in the world. We participate in every segment of the market and we're definitely going to be involved in edibles and infused beverages and vaporization pens. And we also have some proprietary technologies like sublingual wafers that you stick under your tongue and they dissolve for rapid onset of action. Um, so on the medical side and on the consumer side, uh, our product innovation is, uh, is very impressive.
0: Uh, you know, I have to ask, Cab. I know that you don't control this, but you know a lot more about this than I do. So I wanted to just get your take on it. I'm hearing from a lot of people that given the tax structure of legal cannabis, that it's still cheaper to buy from a dealer. And aside mm-hmm. from, you know, it's not monitored and we don't know what it contains, aside from those issues, which are major issues, mm-hmm. it, it for many, it's a financial decision. I just wanted to get your take on that situation and what you think needs to be done or if anything needs to be done?
2: It's a fair question. Um, I think there are a number of answers to that. The first thing is that, um, you know, people want to buy legal regulated product that they know is safe um, and they'd rather not break the law if they don't have to. So the willingness is there for people to move over from uh, buying black market cannabis into buying legal cannabis. That's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is, you know, you have a point with respect to the uh, amount of tax that's levied on consumer cannabis, um, and that's something that we do have to keep an eye on, that the federal government will, will have to keep an eye on, and the provincial government. If it's too high and it doesn't encourage the migration of consumers from the black market to the legal one, um, perhaps it needs to be adjusted. One point I want to make right here that's, that's uh, very close to my own heart is uh, the federal government, for all the good things that they've done and all the rationality they brought to the cannabis file, they're doing something that I think is absolutely wrong. Uh, They're proposing to tax medical cannabis for patients with chronic illnesses, exactly the same as consumer cannabis. And that's not fair. It's not right. It's actually outrageous. These are people with a chronic illness, uh, in many cases uh, living in income-constrained situations, and they do not uh, need to be paying the government, especially when medical cannabis is the only prescribed medicine for which any tax at all applies.
1: And someone was asking um, if you plan on lowering uh, the, the, the price on the medical uh, cannabis to help offset those taxes.
2: Uh, we are doing that. We're actually absorbing uh, the excise tax on medical cannabis. You that was a jaw dropper yeah, for me. He, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cam, can, uh-huh. you, you know what, Cam, we have to take a break. We, we have to play a couple of commercials here. We do have a couple more questions for you. Can you hold on? I know it's a busy day for you, but can you hold on a couple of minutes for us? for Chet, I certainly can. Thanks, Cam. (laughs) Hold on. It's uh, Cam Batley from Aurora Cannabis. Back with more right after this.
0: C-D-F-F-F. What are you people? On dope? It's October 17th. Where there's smoke, there's a story. The 630 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. You know that it would be untrue. You know
2: that I would be a liar. And Cam
1: Batley, the uh, Chief Corporate Officer from Aurora Cannabis, joining us on the phone this afternoon. Cam, again, thank you for your time. I just wanted to ask you. I was I spent some time on on the website on a number of websites today as you continue to learn and and continue to try to educate yourself about this. One of the things I did like about your website was the um, the frequently asked questions part mm-hmm. of it, and I, I've been seeing it a lot. Um, a couple of things. I, I, I keep seeing start low and go slow. Yeah. And that is one of the things that is, again, on the forefront of, of your website as well. And I guess that comes along really with, you know, some really good advice for some first timers for newbies on, on this front.
2: You know, we are going to have uh, a lot of people who uh, in the parlance of the industry are cannabis naive. They haven't used cannabis before or they haven't used it in quite some time. Now that it's legal, uh, they're going to give it a try. So this is an important reminder uh, to take it easy um, if the last time you used cannabis was 25 years ago in college, uh, you may find that today's strains are somewhat stronger than that. And another important thing, and maybe the most important thing to remember, is when you're ingesting cannabis, not inhaling it, it has a different effect, uh, and it, uh, it has a delayed onset of action. It can take one to two hours mm. uh, for the activity to take place, depending on how much you've had to eat. And people need to be aware of that, so that they don't overconsume. Now, we don't talk about overdose with cannabis because there's no known level of lethal overdose. In other words, you can't die from it, and that makes it a remarkably safe substance at its foundation. Uh, and you you can't say the same thing about aspirin or Tylenol or certainly alcohol. Um, but if people overconsume, they could get an anxiety reaction, and uh, so we don't want that. Always test a little bit, wait. Um, when you're ingesting it, uh, rather than inhaling it, it's best to take a certain dose, a small one, start low and go slow, and then don't even take any more for the rest of the evening. If you want to try a higher dose the next uh, night, try it that way. But people really should be careful. I think everybody's going to be reasonable. We're Canadians, and we (laughs) tend to be pretty reasonable in our behavior, but I, I do want to ensure that um, but we don't end up attracting attention for the wrong kind of behavior or any kind of irresponsible consumption. Um, we've got a new liberty, so let's use it well. Cam,
0: I don't know that it's possible to put you on the spot,
2: <laughs> but I'm going to try.
0: <laughs> with all the interviews you've done, with all the press that you've gotten, and with all the questions that you've answered, is there a question nobody's asked you that you wish they would ask you or is there a major misconception that you feel needs to be cleared up when it comes to this
2: i'll turn that around and talk about something that i've learned since coming into this sector um i i i don't come from the cannabis culture or the cannabis community i i'm a suit right uh i come from the biopharmaceutical industry and um when I got into this industry uh, in the first place, uh, I found, much to my delight, that the people who come from the the cannabis community had a lot to teach me. And and at Aurora, we've got something very, very special. It's a unique hybrid company culture of suits like me from mature industries uh, and people who come from the cannabis culture. And what delights me immensely is how how well we work together, how harmonious it is, how eager each side uh, or, or each type of person is willing to learn from, uh, from the other. Uh, and it's, it's created something that's very special, a, a unique sense of mission at our company where we all believe in what we're doing. So one of my learnings and one of my takeaways is, you know, all these years people stigmatized, not just cannabis, but the people who use cannabis. But those of us who did that, we were wrong. Um, they were right in the first place. Uh, and and that's, they're the ones who got us to legalization. They're the ones who forced the Supreme Court uh, to, uh, to force the federal government uh, to create uh, our true medical access system. And they're the ones who fought so hard and sacrificed, in many cases, uh, to bring us to this point of consumer legalization. They were right. They were right.
1: Hmm. Cam, always great talking to you. We look forward to doing it again sometime soon. Thank you so much you for bet. making time for us today.
2: I always have to talk to you guys. Take care. Bye-bye now. You, you as well.
1: Bye-bye. Hey, I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do.